A popular outcast production. Welcome to Portable Power, episode 45. The mobile games podcast that automatically generates an electrical field that completely devastates and destroys electronics upon contact. Titty piss. Today is uh, <laughs> October 25th. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Wait, what day is it? Yeah, 25th. It's October 25th, 2015. Uh, you're listening, hopefully, ideally, on November 1st, 2015. My name is Mark Batters. I'm Kevin Seibert. I'm Emrys Smith. Hey, Emrys, what's going on over there? Well, my phone is broken. That's not ideal. I was going <laughs> I was going to review this game called Subterfuge, which takes a week to play oh, sure. out. And uh, my phone died, and so I couldn't finish the game, so I can't really review it. So what's it like being stuck in the 90s again? It's actually not that bad. Okay. I just need to look up directions before I leave the house. Yeah. And I've been listening to country music. Modern or classic? Just whatever's on the radio, because it turns out that the country music station is the only music radio station that plays music. Mm. I actually, I listened to a different station for a full ten minutes. I heard nothing but ads. (laughs) Nothing but ads, literally, for ten full minutes. Then they played 45 seconds of a song that I did not like, and then they cut to the big game. Oh, dear. Yeah, but the difference with country music is that they play nothing but songs you don't want to hear anyway. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, but I haven't heard any of them before, so they're at least a little fresh. It's not like an old song that I I already know that I hate. Mm -hmm. Why don't you listen to NPR, man? I can't. I I do the scan on the radio, and I just listen to whatever comes up. And it's like ads, 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 religious music, religious music, static, ads, country. That sounds like Pennsylvania. I think the static is the NPR. I'm pretty sure that's NPR. Yeah. So, Emrys, uh, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking the my own tears. <laughs> <laughs> Salty. I've got a big glass of them. That sounds so vile. Oh, my oh, gosh. Man. It's just oh. the kind of week I'm having. Well, have you been playing any games? Yeah. <laughs> For no reason... Well, all right, there is a reason, but it's a weird one. I've been playing Neverwinter Nights. Why do I know that name? Well, Neverwinter Nights is a Dungeons & Dragons game Hmm. uh, that was made in, like, 2002. (laughs) And my friend, John, was like, oh, I'm playing Neverwinter Nights. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And I was like, hey, we could play that multiplayer. And so then I just got this burning desire. I had to play Neverwinter Nights. And it's really old. It's really old. <laughs> Time for the big question of the week. Do you still enjoy podcasting? Yes. Yeah, man. I love talking. And I love just the idea that people are listening to me. I don't even care if they really are or how many of them there are. 
I'm a huge attention whore, <laughs> and just the sound of my own voice, and the very notion that some Yahoo out there is tuning in makes me very happy. Forgive me if I'm mistaken. I believe the last time I ever asked you about this, you have never actually listened to an episode of Portable Power. I've listened <laughs> I've listened to some of it okay. here and there. Yeah. All right. This was quite some time ago, so I definitely remember I, I reviewed the the first Pokemon episode when we did when I did Omega Ruby, so that was probably So you, you very well could <laughs> I, I very well could have been editing all this time, just like sound effects over your voice, like little like like clown sound effects and stuff, and you'd have no idea. No, I probably really wouldn't. Doing like those YouTube videos where they censor out unnecessary words to make it sound like you're saying like racist and <laughs> awful things. That would things. be funny, actually. That would be really funny. That, that would be our next funny. podcast. Emerus is actually the name of our Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, everything you say on the podcast after production is Pika Pika. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I want to do a whole episode like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> uh, Kevin, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a Sly Fox Phoenix Pale Ale. Oh. Yeah, Sly Fox is a Pennsylvania brewery, and uh, their pale ale does not taste like urine, so I'm drinking it. It's the most glowing endorsement you'll ever hear me give a pale ale. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> what have you been playing? Uh, I've started playing uh, Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm again. Ooh, the second one? No, I never got the second one. I just went back to the first. Me neither. I keep looking at it and going, I need to buy this game. Yeah, I just can't believe that it would be different enough to make it worth the purchase. Oh, I believe it is. I, I, as far as I can tell, it's far superior in every way to the original. <laughs> Take that, Kevin. Because it has all the tracks from the first one, and then a billion more, and then um, like new gameplay modes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I ain't going to tell you what to do with your money. You've been spending enough money this year. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Then uh, question of the week. Are you still enjoying being a podcaster? I am, yeah. Uh, I, I miss doing it twice a month, but honestly, I don't yeah. know that I could go back to doing it just because... Uh, that would mean that I'd have absolutely no leisure gaming time, and then I would probably not enjoy podcasting anymore. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, what about you, Mark? What's up? Oh, not much. Just being a fucking dad. Cool. All right. And uh, are you are you drinking anything tonight? I am. I have this wonderful bottle of blended scotch from Hamish Robertson and Company in Scotland. It was super cheap. It's, uh, does it taste it's, super cheap it certainly does there's quite a bit of water in it right now mm. oh. but if i have to add more later i'm not gonna be able to go downstairs and get more water so it's gonna be straight rubbing alcohol <laughs> oh, Gosh, <laughs> at least your tongue will be sanitary yeah this is the same stuff i was drinking when we played our game if you what last oh, week or whatever yeah yeah that was fun it was vile we'll get into that later um, yeah. Cool. And, uh, well, what are you playing? Um, well, I haven't been playing a whole lot, but I did just download the newest Fatal Frame game for Wii U called Maiden of Blackwater, and um, so far it's a pretty lovely game. It's It's been a little bit different from the past Fatal Frame games. I've played all, well, including this one, all seven of them now, and um, 
it was very hand-holdy in the beginning and a lot of tutorial, which I don't remember any of the other games being like that, but um, it's a gorgeous game and it definitely has the mood and the vibe um, that I'm looking for in my spooky, scary game. So I'm looking forward to getting more time with it. I just have not had, I've been working weird hours and stuff, so it's kind of gotten pushed by the wayside. Cool. All right. Well, uh, question of the week, Mark, are you still enjoying podcasting? Um, that depends what day you ask me. Um, <laughs> I honestly enjoy this right now, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of it, the, you know, playing games that I don't want to play sometimes, um, <laughs> to be honest, um, you know, in, in place of my leisure gaming time, which is so rare for me, the, the constant... Um, it's really hard to schedule with us. It's it's really weird. We're only three hours apart, all of us. But like, yeah. for some reason, it can just like we end up recording for and for you guys, it's like midnight, and for me, it's like a rush to get my kids to bed. And it's just it's been hard hard for scheduling and stuff like yeah. that. But uh, as far as in the moment, right here, right now, like, yeah, I really do enjoy it. Cool. So yeah, that was all stemming from me going, man, we, we always seem to be rushing the last minute getting this together. I wonder if like Emerson and Kevin are losing interest or No, I'm I, I mean I thought about it recently, like if I wanted to like quit or anything like that. And I was like, No, I enjoy doing it. Yeah. And like even though I have to play games that I don't want to sometimes, like Yeah. If I stop podcasting, I'm just gonna do something else. Yeah. You guys have your comedy thing. That takes up a lot of your time too. It does. Um yeah. Not lately. Oh, really? Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> it's been taking up most of my time. Really? What have you been? What have you been doing over the last couple of months? It's been like everything: the promoting shows. And... You guys do it like two, three nights a week sometimes, don't you? Uh, yeah. I mean, the open mics haven't been as frequent lately because a lot of them have died off. Oh. Yeah, we had uh, we were disrupting regulars at one of the bars, so they canceled uh oh, the open mic. Wow. So we're all busy. Yeah. Getting busy with this scotch. I just poured more against <laughs> everything I know to be right in the world. You put your wiener uh, in the bottle? I'm about to. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. that's tingly. You're about to well, increase it, it the singes all the pubic hair off. exponentially. <laughs> all right. Um, I'd like to get into reviews, but um, since we're a little... Uh, Emerson doesn't have anything to review. Um, I have a little bit more uh, extra stuff to talk about, kind of. Okay. Um, did either of you get around to downloading the demo for Yokai Watch? No. Yokai Watch. The best way I can describe it is what a lot of people are saying: it's the Pokemon killer. It's an extremely popular series in Japan, and we're finally getting the, the mm. our our first um, game in the series over here. I, I don't know where it falls in this series, but it is definitely not the first game. Um, so it's, this is on the 3DS, and it is kind of cool. I mean, it's um, my. I'm only going to give impressions here. I'm not going to give an actual review because, like I said, it's like a demo, and the demo took me like 20 minutes to finish. But um, it's very much like Pokemon in that you're a child and you're roaming around trying to find creatures in the wild. But where it differentiates is that they're instead of cute little creatures, they're actually different types of spirits, and sometimes they've like possessed other people. And so you'll see a guy who's like really sad or something. He's like, I can't, I can't go on. I just, I'm too sad to do anything. And then you'll scan him and you'll find out that, um, there's a, that he's being possessed. And so then you'll fight the, the spirit and 
ideally you'll get that spirit and then you can put it on your team or whatever. But like the big differences I'm noticing right now are, um, well, the number one, Pokemon has a enormous cast of incredibly well-designed and incredibly cute characters. Yokai Watch has a few of those, but also one of one of the members of your party in the demo is a dog with an old man's face. Ugh. So I can't see that creature on t-shirts as much as I can see Pikachu or Squirtle on a t-shirt. Yeah. So that's a little weird. Also, the battle system is is honestly drastically different. You have... Well, it better be. Well, yeah. Um, basically, you're fighting one, two, three enemies, depending on the battle on the top screen. And then on the bottom screen is a wheel that shows all your current um, party. And as you, you can turn that wheel so that... Um, any three members of your party can be up at the same time. So you can kind of turn and like pull one guy out or you can turn it farther and put a whole new group of three in. And you can do this constantly. It doesn't matter. There's, you don't have to wait for a turn or anything like that. Um, and your characters are attacking like automatically. It's, you know, very common in a lot of RPGs these days. They just sort of auto attack thing. Um, yeah. You can do other things like special attacks, like more powerful attacks. They have to build up. You have to, there, you know, there's a cooldown period and all that stuff. Um, overall, I don't like it nearly as much as Pokemon's battle system. It leaves wow. <laughs> way it leaves way too much open to just just chance because, like I said, they're just auto attacking. You're not sitting there like you know, meticulously figuring out. Okay, I'm going to approach it this way and do these specific attacks and whatever. You know, again, it's the demo, so who knows? But um, I didn't like yeah. that nearly as much. Um, I will say this. The graphics are some of the best graphics I've seen on the 3DS. Like some of the animations are like, it's 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 sort of a cel shaded game. So it puts Pokemon X and Y, which are the last ones in the series I've played, to shame. Like it's just yeah. way cleaner, way nicer. Like sometimes the the, the cutscenes just look like straight up just cell animation. It was beautiful. Um, the backgrounds are crisp. The environments are nice. It's really beautiful, and sometimes you can zoom in on stuff. Like you can look under a vending machine, or 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 look under a car, or something like that. And you'll get these like close up views of these little areas, and they're just freaking gorgeous. They look so good. Cool. Yeah, um, the sound's okay. My biggest complaint would be that there is English uh, dubbed voices in the game, and they're horrible. Um, whereas Pokemon, there was a lot of. There's still a lot of text reading in Yokai Watch for dialogue, but like there is some spoken and it is really, really horrible. Like really bad kids, Saturday morning anime overdubs. So I definitely am interested, still interested in the game, but um, I still don't think, I don't see how it's a Pokemon killer, to be honest. Yeah, because that's the thing about Pokemon is the, uh, the strategy the tactics. Yeah. Yeah. The actual combat is so deep. I don't know how you could compete with that game without having like a, a really complex combat system. Yeah, I mean, maybe it gets more complex later, but I don't know. I'll be keeping an eye on it. It comes out for the 3DS on November 6th, so five days after this podcast goes live. Okay. And I believe the, the anime is... is going right now on i don't know some channel cartoon i'll just say it's cartoon network i don't know it's probably cartoon network do you think it's all about how important friendship is and how friendship wins all battles is that what pokemon's about yeah 
Yeah, I don't that's know. actually that's true. That's literally true. Friendship with um, ghosts that look like old people. There are a large number of ghosts that just look like decrepit old people in Yokai Watch. It's really strange. I guess they're saying that more people die of old age than other causes. It's a bold statement. <laughs> All right. Well, moving along then, I'm going to talk about Drinking Quest. Um, oh, Drinking boy. Quest is an iOS game developed by Jason Anarchy. Uh, you can get it now on Android and soon on iOS. I don't believe there's a release date just yet. Um, I'll be reviewing the iOS beta version tonight, so be aware that the final version could have some differences. Drinking Quest started out as this um, tabletop RPG drinking card game, and uh, I've been following the the dude who created it and everything on, on Twitter for a while, and um, all this time I've been like, man, if this was a portable game, this would be so good, like it would translate so well, and you know, hey, two years later they finally did it. It's basically, it's, I mean, the gameplay just consists of uh, you draw a card, you roll some dice, and then you get trashed. Um, the, the app has a very basic interface, and uh, I will admit that they're, they're, like, the cards have really cool art, and there's very clever writing, but overall it's, it's not the, the prettiest game, but it's not really the point. Like, the point of this game is, is, is the experience. It's, it's, to, to say it's similar to Dungeons & Dragons isn't really fair. I don't really know what I would compare it to. Kevin, what would you compare it to? A little bit like if Munchkin was less strategic and more about getting wasted. <laughs> I don't know Munchkin. Uh, Munchkin's a card game. It was sort of modeled after first edition D&D, but with all of the dice taken out. Okay. You fight monsters and you can team up to kill the monsters, but then as you get higher level, only one person can win the game, so it becomes more about stabbing each other in the back. Oh, wow. Okay, there's no... St- no there's a not little stabbing each other in the back. You can make your friends drink. Right, so you can give your friends alcohol poisoning in real life. <laughs> I feel like that's way worse um, than anything Munchkin does. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> well, the game starts out with a disclaimer. It's like, hey, you know, know your limits. So, like, when we played, uh, I don't know, a week or so ago, it was, it was myself, Kevin, uh, my sister, Aislinn, and Jeff Kunkel. And we all played via Skype, and I was all like, hey, you know, we're just playing for fun. So, you know, if you just want to take a sip or whatever, whenever the game tells you to chug or take a shot or whatever, like, that's totally fine because we don't need to be getting destroyed. Well, Kevin went through like three or four pints of beer <laughs> in that game. Games don't take that long either. They take, what, 45 minutes? Uh, y- yeah, I would say I was kind of rushing it along, and we did it in about an hour. Yeah. Um, I think you wow. could, I, I think if you really took your time and like weren't just trying to like plow through it like me, like you, know, you can stretch it to two hours even. But I mean, every time you die, you have to, it says chug your drink. So if you're playing by the rules, you are drinking an entire whatever you have every time you die. And you, some people die frequently, like Kevin. I died a lot. <laughs> I don't know that anyone else died at all. <laughs> I might have died once. It sounds like more of a guideline than really a, a rule to be followed. Like most most games, most drinking games has chug. That's like that's like the rarest. There's there's pretty much nothing but chug in Drinking Quest. Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> I'll read you one card here. 
And so the cards are random. You just tap the deck to deal a card. And the cards sort of act as the, the dungeon master. No, no one player is the actual dungeon master. I kind of took on that role when we played via Skype because I was the yeah. only one with a copy of that game. But if you were doing the actual physical card game or the, the, the mobile phone game, um, the, the cards are the DM. So here I, dealt, I, I dealt, was dealt a card... Um, all your beer are belong to us. And it's, of course, based on the classic image of cats from, shoot, that game I can't remember. Anyway, um, so yeah, a small army of goblins attacks you and tries to steal all of your beer. If you are able to defeat them without dying, you earn a special item. So then you roll the dice and you see who does damage. And there are four characters to choose from. You know, there's like your barbarian, there's like a... Um, berserker there's a thief and then there's a woman <laughs> i don't remember what class she is magician maybe all with different attack stats different whatever one of the stats is sexual prowess i don't really know how that comes into play in the in the, in the meta game it really only comes into play versus certain characters you know goblin like goblin wenches and stuff that want to give you stds yeah you have to cleverly manipulate your genitals to avoid the STDs while bringing you yeah. while bringing yourself and your partner to orgasm. I generally tie mine in a knot, <laughs> so it works pretty well. I take the uh, the cabin in the woods uh, Listerine soak. Ooh, I haven't seen that movie, but now now I want to see it more. Well, um, cabin in the I'm thinking of cabin fever, cabin in the woods, different. No Listerine in cabin in the woods. Oh, cabin I've, fever, yeah, Listerine. I've seen cabin fever. Met, couple times yeah. all about them pancakes but i can't remember the oh that's that pancakes movie yeah pancakes i haven't seen the movie but i've seen that scene that's the best scene in the movie um okay so i really enjoyed drinking quest there are four quests to complete and you can do whatever you want you can pace yourself you know if needed you can do it over several nights or whatever if you really want to because the game lets you pick up and resume at any point um but I do think that the actual card game might be more enjoyable. I hate to say it. I, there's just more content. There are expansions. I just think that I you we saw repeat cards. I think in the playthrough we did already, and it would have been it would be nice to have like I think there's over 200 cards in in the full full uh, physical game. But again, yeah. the full physical game is fifty dollars, whereas the um, the app. Uh, the Android version is a dollar fifteen. Oh wow! So um, I don't know what the iOS version will be. I'm going to guess ninety nine cents based on that. But I can't really say for sure. Um, yeah. I hope they continue to update it. I'd be willing to shell out money for more characters, uh, more cards, whatever. Like there are only four characters you can choose from, so you can only have four friends playing at the same time. And that kind of sucks. Um, you, no, but you can't like double up on characters. Two people can't be the magician or whatever. So, did you feel like the characters were well balanced? No. Okay, I was gonna say because e either I have horrible luck or the rogue is really underpowered. Yes, I would agree that the rogue is very underpowered. Our version of the game, being the beta, was was missing some stuff, and um, I did contact the developer about it. But like Kevin couldn't even use a special ability, so that might have had. A small part to do with it, but like, I think overall, just your weak attack, me, uh, your weak defense. I don't really know what it was. You just died a lot. Yeah, yeah. He should have like higher evasion or something like that, because occasionally your character will miss an attack when you're fighting the enemy. But I don't remember ever seeing the enemy miss an attack fighting you. Right, and that should be a rogue's entire thing is like their exactly. 
I yeah, totally. Kevin, do you have highlights about the game night? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was fun. It's not especially deep, uh, but it was no. one of those things where, like, I didn't mind that the game was primarily luck-based. Uh, I didn't... Yeah. I, I had a really good time the night we played it. I did not have a good time the next morning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm still going through... I recorded it, and I'm still going through the audio just for clips. The The entire... I I would never release the entire game. Um, it wasn't in that its raw interesting. Form. No, but I think there are some key moments that are pretty good. I think that it definitely has room for improvement. Uh, for me, the biggest thing would be the interface. If this game was really slick and really clean, like I, it would be more enjoyable. I hate to say. I I haven't seen the interface. I can't speak to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the cards are great. The cards are straight up ripped from the physical card game. Um, So whenever it comes out on iOS, uh, I recommend it. Or Android, too, if you like to drink. or You can drink anything. Drink water. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Drink Um, water and hold your pee. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think a lot of people will like it. And um, if you want more info, go to drinkingquest.com. Thanks, Jason, again, for letting us be a part of the beta. Um, well, we only have one more review for this episode, and that's going to be up to Kevin. All right, well, this is an our portable past review. The game that I'm covering this episode is Balloon Kid. You know, the much-beloved classic Balloon Kid. <laughs> that we didn't know about until Claire was on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the much-loved classic is sarcasm. Uh, because... <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I had heard of it before, but I had never even, like, seen any gameplay of it, and I'm not sure how many people actually know about this game. Um, it's one of the earlier uh, Game Boy releases. It was released in North America on October 5th, 1990, developed by Nintendo R&D One, and it's available on the Virtual Console for two ninety nine. Hey. Hey. Something that's kind of interesting about uh, the entire process of it... Um, it's a fir- one of the few first-party Nintendo titles that was released in North America, but not in Japan. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, it was huh. not released in Japan. I mean, it has been now, but, like, it was not originally released. Um, the game was reskinned and called Hello Kitty World for <laughs> a March 27th, 1992 Japanese release. So it's basically the same game, but with Hello Kitty graphics. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's it's kind of neat that like North America got something before Japan for once. Yeah, not only did we got get the game before that, we got the only version of the game that that that's the true sequel to Balloon Fight. Yeah, um, the premise is basically um, like if you can imagine Balloon Flight, I'm sorry, Balloon Fight, not Balloon Flight, Balloon Fight <laughs> as a platformer. The story starts out um, there's a brother and sister. Brother's name is Jimmy or something. I don't know. The sister's name is. Alice, and they play with balloons, and then the one day, the little boy Jimmy ties way too many balloons to himself and floats away. (laughs) So his sister's like, oh no, I gotta go rescue him. So she goes floating through levels. Um, Oh, and apparently, I I had to go on the internet to find, because apparently there's actually a story in this game, but it's, none of it's actually in the game. Usually, uh, 3DS, you can go to the home, you can hit the home button while you're playing, and you can look at a recreation of the manual, I believe. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I had to hit the internet for it, I just, like, I 
just did. Like, I, I was Wikipediaing the game to find out, like, release mm. date and information, and it had, like, plot mm-hmm. on there. So I was like, what? So I clicked yeah. where it said plot, and there's a plot. Yeah, but hey, female protagonist. That's pretty rad. Yeah. So the little boy is like, I'm smart, and leaves balloons behind for his sister to follow. Of course, one would assume that if he keeps doing that, he would eventually his balloons would you know drop him, and then the game would be over. Like, there'd be no more reason to do the game. But uh, that's, I guess, not what happens. So you scroll, uh, you, you fly through these levels um, that automatically scroll, and you collect balloons, and uh, some of them you fight bosses, you avoid obstacles, like sentient flames that will chase you, walruses that really have it out for little girls. That was way too long of a pause. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched a little girl die way too many times during this game. It's It's... I mean, it's not gruesome, it's, you know, cartoonish animation, but, like, when she gets burned to death, or, like, electrocuted to death, it's still kind of upsetting. (laughs) Considering that she's pro- like, she looks like she's maybe seven at the oldest. Mm. So anyway, um, the art style of the game looks cute. Uh, it's- it kind of looks like South Park, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, you know, the characters are very, like, big round head- um, square bodies, t- uh, you know, t- t- tiny Game Boy screen, basically, so you can't have, like, yeah. big sprites, unless sure. you're a Mega Man Game Boy game, and we all know how that works. <laughs> the sound in the game is fairly standard, nothing special, but, like, it's not offensive. I found myself playing with the music on sometimes, and sometimes just turning it off, because it didn't really matter, didn't add a whole lot to the experience. The play control of the game, uh, Feels pretty good for flying. Like, when, you know, you, you tap the A button to float. Is it basically the same as Balloon Fight in that regard? Yeah, yeah. The the controls work, like, you, you hold the A button to flap your arms and you fly higher. Um, you press the B button to let go of your balloons. Because um, yeah. there's certain portions of the game where, like, you have to navigate without balloons. And you can reinflate them by pressing the down button four times. To oh. per balloon, you you have two balloons at a time maximum, and anytime you take a hit, a balloon pops. But if you can find a place to land, you can pump up another balloon, provided that the automatic scrolling doesn't catch up to you. That's really where the primary challenge of the game comes from: is navigating these obstacles, and if you get hit, finding a place where you can safely touch down to uh, reinflate balloons. So. Part of the problem, though, with the game is the automatic scrolling, because the Game Boy's screen was very tiny and boxy and not widescreen. The automatic scrolling frequently means that um, you have issues with uh, sometimes flying into things that you can't quite see on screen yet, like when you're navigating around them. Like I said, the physics feel great for when you're flying, but part of that's because it's so floaty, so like you get momentum going, and it's sort of hard to cancel it out. Uh, you know, at a moment's notice. So you'll get, like, a lot of deaths because you just fly into something that suddenly appears on screen. I mean, it's not an exceptionally hard game, but that's where, like, a lot of the challenge comes from things just, like, popping up that you didn't know were going to be there. Yuck. Uh, And probably my biggest problem with the game is the portions where you have to work without your balloons, because Alice controls, like... A fucking... I don't even know what to describe the way she controls. Like, she controls, like, a fucking bouncy ball. You know, like, most games where you jump and you, like, go over a... You know, you jump over a pit and there's a wall at the end. You, like, hug the wall or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. do that in, in Balloon Kid because Alice just bounces off and things will go flying back into the pit. Ooh. And when you're doing some of the jumps, uh, it's really hard to like not bump into a wall. Like It's not impossible, but it is pretty frustrating, especially if you're trying to navigate through like a tight hole, which is really the only reason yeah. that you're ever not having the balloons is because you have to fit through a tight hole that the balloons yeah. won't fit through. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Had a few shots of scotch tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Even bad scotch will get you drunk. <laughs> I can confirm that. <laughs> um, I am red in the face. <laughs> <laughs> the level environments are uh, varied. You know, they range from caves to um, tundra to um, inside of a whale for some reason. There doesn't <laughs> ever seem to be any rhyme or reason to any of it. And a lot of the enemies seem to kind of be nonsensical. Like, I, I, I don't get why there are so many birds trying to pop <laughs> your balloons all the time. Um, the final boss of the game is a robot. Oh. I don't know why he minds you being reunited <laughs> with your little brother. But, like, you see your little brother, he floats away, and then this robot's like, Oh, you must fight me! And then he shoots electrical <laughs> sparks at you, and... Uh, the boss fights are never all that varied. It's always... Oh, jump on top of his head, or float above his head with a balloon and then release the balloons and drop on his head, or it's, uh, find another way to drop on his head, or maybe you drop on his head. (laughs) Every boss gets beaten by, uh, falling on top of its head. Yeah. And none of them are especially difficult. I mean, they have, they have varied patterns, it's just not, uh, it, it, it didn't feel exceptionally creative. Overall, Balloon Kid is... Not really what I would call a classic, but it is enjoyable. It's charming. Uh, the levels are very quick, and it's not it's not an overly long game, but uh, it, it's definitely worth uh, two ninety nine to try it out and play it if you enjoyed Balloon Fight at all. I did. Yeah. I did enjoy Balloon Fight. Well, you'd probably enjoy Balloon Kid for at least a little while. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I had to say about uh, Balloon Kid. Well, shit. Now it's time for my review. <laughs> <laughs> Your review stinks, sir. <laughs> it was half-assed. Oh. <laughs> well, what else do we have to do tonight? <laughs> I, I I think that's about it. Yeah. Well, I've got fifty minute, fifty-one minutes of audio here, so I'm sure I can at least get. That's an episode. Forty. Yeah, forty-five minutes is pretty good. I'd ra- I'd rather have a short episode than one where we just like fuck around. I don't know. Fucking around sounds pretty good right now. <laughs> We're fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to stop recording, so hey, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next month. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go over to portablepower.popularoutcast.com. Clear your cookies or use incognito mode. Do the shopping that you'd normally do. We'll get a small cut of whatever it is you spend at no additional cost to you. Help us get noticed. Go over to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe to the Portable Power Podcast. Get in touch with us. Maybe you'd like to send us a game review request or your own answer to our question of the week. You can email us at portablepowerpodcast at gmail.com or use Facebook, facebook.com slash portablepowerpodcast or get in touch with us on Twitter at portablepowerfm. Drink responsibly and listen to the next episode of the Portable Power Podcast so you can witness what happens when people don't.
Kevin is dead. He has been killed. Damn. Now, it says you must chug your drink before you can start your next turn. I will let you choose how much alcohol you're comfortable consuming in this one turn. Okay. Kevin is chugging his drink. That was it's a big sip. the entire thing, but about half of it. Wow. About half a pint. <laughs> Swish dragon. Oh, jeez. Wow, that doesn't look great. Well, his attack is standard. He just has uh, 7 HP, which is kind of, I mean, take a Damn, couple. Damn, don't I have one hit point left? Yeah, maybe. Uh, shooting down from the sky, a mighty swish dragon descends on you. Blowing its ice breath, it chills all of the bellow ale in your possession, doubling their healing power. This is a nice bonus before it attacks the hero with unrelenting dragon force. Get it? <laughs> That's a band. Uh, <laughs> you will get a lot of coins if you defeat him. But he has three defense, so your, your, your attacks actually do three less damage. This is going to suck. Uh, yeah, you have one so HP. Good. You have one HP. Yeah. Um, I, I'm basically picking a fight with a dragon while I'm walking around on crutches and with two casts on yeah. each arm. All right. You rolled a three, so you did four damage. Um, he rolled a six, so you have negative five HP. Uh, uh, you have to drink. Okay. You... You <laughs> Kevin just finished his entire pint of beer. Alright, I need to go grab another beer. <laughs> I'm 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 really grateful for him taking this so seriously. How cute. Snow weasel. Immediately latching onto your face, <laughs> the snow weasel deals one HP of damage right away before the round of attacking even starts. Okay, so, rolling for initiative. Uh, Snow Weasel goes first. Oh, what? He has a plus three attack. He rolled a five. Got an eight. Because he has... So, you're down to two hit points now. Uh, you rolled a one. So you did two... Oh. Yeah. Jeff is dead. <laughs> Jeff has been killed. Jeff must drink. Jeff, remind me what you're drinking. Gin and tonic. About two fingers of gin, I think. Alright. This is the ghost of Captain Fallow. Captain Fallow, the originator of the horrible goblin ale, has seemingly come back from the depths of the ocean. His beer sucks, and now it's time to bring the pain. Six, I must eight. make him pay for his crimes against brewing. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh... Why can't I think of any of the beers we hate? Could this be Yingling? Oh, you don't hate the Yingling. Sierra Nevada. Okay, Sierra Nevada it is. 6 HP, plus 1 attack. Uh, he goes first. Ugh. He rolled a 3, doing 4 points of damage. Kevin, you rolled a 1, doing 2 points of damage. Except not, because his defense. Anyway, you're dead. <laughs> um... You're welcome to go easy on this one. <laughs> Kevin is not going easy on this one. Kevin is hopefully going to be able to get up for work in the morning. Uh, I have just sent you to a watery grave. I apologize. <laughs> Jeff rolled five. Jumping the shark rolled three. Jeff goes first. Okay, you swing your flaccid axe. You roll a one. Doing two points of damage, but it doesn't matter because he rolled two dice, doing six points of damage. You are dead. You must drink. 
partially that part of that's my fault, so I'll take my first drink. Tonight I, oh yes, uh, tonight I am drinking this blended Scotch whis whiskey. It is ten dollars, so <laughs> that's why I got it. And it, it tastes like it's it, it tastes like it's ten dollars. <laughs> so bad. I should have. Oh, I have water. Let's see if that kind of waters it down, basically. Alright, uh, they go first. They rolled a three, doing four points of damage. You're going to roll, swinging your flaccid axe. You rolled a two, you did... Oh, it missed. I don't know why it missed. So, they rolled a three, doing four points of damage. You rolled a four, which equals five... But it only did two points of damage, I guess, because of defense. Basically, you're dead. Wow. <laughs> you must drink. The wrong character. You know what? I've decided that that little criticism there is going to cause me to use my special ability to make Aislinn take her first drink. <laughs> <laughs> when else am I going to use this thing? So, I'm using my ability on Aislinn. You must. It says you must chug your drink. Drink however much you want. Oh. Aislinn finished her drink. All right. Bam, bam, bam. Oh, my swing missed. Netherworld Demon attacked for three points of damage. I rolled for four points of damage. Oh, I'm dead. Uh, I'm going to let myself die so I can actually drink a little bit. <laughs> Mark is dead. Oh, I also have a get out of that get out of drinking card. No, I'm going to chug. Oh. How's that $10 <laughs> It is not good scotch. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, you are fighting the mighty Morphist, which looks like uh, Sauron in black, but with red eyes. So basically, not Sauron. Anyway, uh, you go first. Kevin swings his draft daggers. Two points of damage. One points of damage against Kevin. Kevin's rolling. Got another one, and it missed. What the hell? Uh, three points of damage to Kevin. Kevin rolled a two. Attack missed. Kevin, you're dead. Jesus. You have to drink. Kevin just finished his second pint of beer. Alright. I need to go get another one. Ke I, I, okay. 